0: Everybody, welcome to another edition here on the Mad of Steel Pod. I mean, the uh, on deck here on ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. Well, of course, yours truly, Charles Brad Uh weighing on my man uh, Reese Ruler here. If he's gonna be able to join me on time or not, uh, if so, he'll probably join me a little bit later on. But we got a lot of good stuff to get into uh, today. The goodie bag, as far as uh, beginning with the NBA right now. Uh, has everyone heard the biggest news yesterday? that was announced that was trending throughout uh, the Chicago Bulls, uh, reported by many uh, media outlets, including NBCS contributor, also uh, Casey Johnson right there. Our tourist uh, Carlos Schultz made the decision to move on from Jim Boylan. Jim Boylan is out. We will not have to worry about seeing him uh, this season go through uh, the schedule. Right now, waiting to see if they're going to be having any type of a season at all uh, with Boylan as their man, there's been many frustrations amongst uh, players over the last few years. Obviously, he's been not the guy that people that players enjoy warming up to. But the bottom line is, right now, uh, our tourist Carter Showbush, you're kind of you us kind of figure out what kind of a feel he was going to bring to this team. Uh, definitely, I think uh, aggressive so far. I mean, from my estimation. And I think he's going to make some good moves for this franchise. And I, I really do believe, too, because uh, one of the main things, too, I mean, when we're, like, looking at this decision, going into it, don't forget Michael Reinsdorf, who's actually pretty much kind of taking over for Jerry Reinsdorf, his dad. I mean, he has, like, advised for Boylan to get familiar with our tourists, and, of course, Mark Eversley, the new GM, as well. And they kind of get to know them and for them to try and build a relationship right there. But he did warn them at the end of the day that either way they look at it, that it was going to be his decision as far as if he was going to be sticking around or not or being any part of this team's plans. I mean, we got the answer right now. And for a team right there who, by the way, who will be going into their 55th uh, season as a uh, franchise, I mean, at the same time, too, you got to believe right now he wants to bring in, like, his own people, his own crew. And I think maybe this is a way to, excuse me there, folks, when you look at, I mean, he wants to build the image in his own team, build his own image in this team, which I highly respect a lot. And I think our tourists right now, I mean, a lot of people, when we look at his pedigree, has a lot more of their national resume right there. And you think about, like, what they've been able to do as far as everything, I mean, as a franchise. I mean, there's been a lot of people who have been unsatisfied with the way things have been running the last few years. I mean, you're still having a crowd attendance in games, I mean, believe it or not. I mean, people are going to still be coming down there. But at the same time, too, how much more do people get tired of the fact, uh, seeing this organization, the way things are run, as being more ran as a business uh, type organization. I mean, which uh, Reinsdorf uh, senior, Jerry Reinsdorf, I mean, who's been. Honestly, it just. You kind of start to wonder, too. When you look back at, like, the last dance documentary with Chicago Bulls right there, and you look at, like, what they've been able to build up or it's through, like, drafting Joran. Don't forget, Joran was not part of Reinsdorf's draft at the end of the day when he took uh, office. I mean, at that time. I mean, this was a time uh, right here, I mean, when you look at over the years, made the playoffs every year, went 6-for-6 six six in the NBA Finals, which was two three-peats. But at the end of the day, too, I mean, Reinsworth, I mean, who's definitely kind of like uh, influencing uh, Jerry Krause, if you will, along the way, who had to do a lot of the dirty work as far as trying to get things on the road with this team, I mean, this has been a time right now where you look at it and you see a lot where the dysfunction lies at over the years where it's just trying to, like, get along with the staff. I mean, just trying to not have a situation what happened to Larry Bird and Kevin McHale's Boston Celtics back in the 90s. I mean, Jerry Reinsworth was one of the guys who pointed to that and said, we did not want to be a franchise like the Boston Celtics, how their run eventually came to an end and their demise. And I, I think over the years, too, I mean, Riseworth, Jerry Risworth has been very highly motivated by that. I mean, he just wants to... I'm not saying the guy doesn't want to win, but at the same time, too, I mean, you wonder how much more you're willing to do as an entrepreneur and, like, do service for your fans and kind of keep them uh, happy faces on there. Now I think over the years, it tends to seem to be a little bit questioned, what is the true motive of this team? I mean, what do you want to do? I mean, he, it's not like he doesn't listen to his fans, but at the end of the day, I mean, you are who you are, no escaping it. I mean, you still have real good coach in Tom Thibodeau about a decade ago, which only lasted... For five seasons, I mean, Tom Thibodeau was a guy who was an embodiment of great hustle right there. They did run some areas where they did run out of gas and lost momentum big time by having early exits in the playoffs. When they did, but I I just tend to hard to believe right now. I mean, ever since then, I mean, it's like they've been going back into a rebuilding structure. Even with eating up one of their last big contracts and Jimmy Butler too, which they signed back in 2015, he had a nice contract extension. All these things tend to add up right now, as far as looking at, did they really just now want to build their own grave, or really what you want to do? Because the thing is, they've been highly, like, a sensitive to the fact they want to make sure they're keeping up, like, their young guys. And Laurie Markkinen, they don't want any of that chemistry disrupted. I know, And I understand that part. But again, too, I mean, a guy like Jim Boylan at the end of the day, I mean, like him or not, he tried creating a spark for this team. He was like a guy who cared. He was just never connecting with the locker room at the end of the day. And when we look at all the things right here and quote from tourists, in terms of what we're going to be looking for, we're going to continue Focusing on player development and an emphasis on player development. Someone puts relationships with players first as good community care. That right there I think was the biggest downfall of Jim Boylan having relationships with his players right there. And which obviously proved to his own demise and why he only lasts here on such a short term. Taking over for Fred Hoyberg in December of 2018. I mean, they were having like almost double practices a couple of times in the beginning, and players were not too fond of that. I mean, players were getting frustrated in group text and expressing their concerns about how they wanted to go about doing things. And at the end of the day, I mean, you see how it's all came out and where they're leading to right now. And if, if I'm a Bulls fan right now, I mean, players, you got what you want, but I mean, what kind of message are you really trying to send if you're going to really be uh, contenders, playoff contenders, yet alone? I mean, for the foreseeable future, but at the same time, what I want to see is some accountability stored. I mean, it's one thing to like uh, care to the players, make sure they're in a happy spot, but you also got to make sure you're pulling your weight and doing what's best for the sake of the franchise, and now that for your fans, your paying customer, who's cheering you on. I, I think, the because the NBA is definitely one of those flexible leagues, I just don't feel like you want to like, set a bad precedent here, and where you're not gonna have any kind of like discipline. You gotta like, uh, start finding a way to have these guys grow up on this team. I mean, when you look at where it's like a Wendell Carter, I mean anyone else on this Bulls team when we try and figure out what's been uh, happening here. I mean I mean you also look at guys like Taddeus Young right here. He was a nice solid veteran that came in recently. Uh Ryan Archie Diacono. I mean then you also had some guys here, I mean f- I mean which are from the G League, from the Windy City Bulls, uh Cristiano Felicio and much and much more. So again we're just getting started here on this on deck here on Chicagoland If you guys want to feel free and share us your thoughts, please join us here on the ChicagoLandSportsRadio.com Facebook page. And you can definitely follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ProdigyRitchie. Then for the Manas Steel podcast, which I host on Mondays and Wednesdays, at Man of Steel Steel.com.com. CGR on Twitter and that old Nation on Instagram right now. Uh, looks like we're gonna be without Reese for quite a while here, but get ready to hang in here. We'll continue a little bit more of this Bulls talk when we get back out of this first commercial break. And then from there, NBA playoffs as we're getting ready to conclusion. Of the regular season of the bubble format, right now, right now it is one playoff spot up for grabs between the Trail Blazers, who've been smoking hot, and the Memphis Grizzlies, who's uh will the Blazers close deal with Dame Miller? Will it be Dame time against LeBron James and Anthony Davis? You'll find out. Listen on deck and watching here on ChicagoLineSportsRadio.com with me, Charles Broderick G, on CSR.